Hello listeners, this is Travis E. Taylor bringing you the next chapter of my novel, Good Clean Fun, the story of Mercury and her group of nine teenage misfits she uses to help build her empire. She will mold the world to her will in search of wealth and power. Puppeteering her team, she'll use violence to dominate the drug game in her small city. I will be releasing the story as an ebook and a podcast, week by week, chapter by chapter. You can keep up with each release by following me on Facebook or Instagram with the handle Travis E. Taylor Author. Don't forget to like and subscribe on whichever app you're listening. So last time on Good Clean Fun, we met Earth, who came into a meeting of high school wannabe activists. Uh, we saw his first impressions of some of our staple characters, Neptune, Venus, and of course Mercury. Um, Earth is going to be a big contender within our story. He is our contact to the Hispanic community within Dawnville, and he's going to uh, provide a lot of services to Mercury that I'm sure she will exploit without regard. Um, today we'll have a special episode. Uh, not only is this the last episode of the season, unfortunately, uh, but we brought in a very special guest reader. Brian, my brother-in-law, amateur pickleball enthusiast and local librarian. During the pandemic, um, COVID-19 to be more specific, I was living down in Brazil and Brian, I believe this was your idea, Brian, um, was reading one of Charles Dickens' stories. Was that your idea? It was. Yeah, we the library was closed and we wanted to still reach folks. We wanted to be able to give them something. And so, yeah, I, I, I went on... Um, uh, website, you know, it's, it's, it's part of the public domain, uh, you know, Dickens' work was great expectations, and so yeah, I, I would read a chapter and we'd release it daily. So it was it was crazy because um, I had uh, I had great expect crazy maybe that's an exaggeration I had great expectations on my bookshelf and um, Brian had started reading it so I picked it up and every day I tuned in with Brian and uh, just read my copy along with him and he is a fantastic reader and I'm a bit reluctant bringing him on today because you folks are going to see what you've been missing out on um, he's a much better reader than I um, but we're excited to have him here and uh, usually I have a guest reader come in and they just do the voices for our characters uh, but because of the caliber of talent we have here today um, I'm passing the reins fully over to him uh, he will be reading the chapter in its entirety today we will be spending time with Neptune and Mercury at their graduation ceremony so we're gonna get to see what the future holds for these two lovebirds seems inappropriate um, given the awkwardness of their relationship. Um, usually, I do our introduction, but since I have Brian here, I'm going to let him take the lead. Let's take a deep breath. Good Clean Fun by Travis E. Taylor. Neptune. May the following year. Jose Reed, Jeanette Rice, Matt Robinson. Neptune held Mercury's hand sandwiched between his own. There had never been any warmth in this gesture, but it gave him comfort to know she was willing, and that was enough. 
She looked up at the stage, but Neptune could tell she was only staring into space, the beads of her mental abacus sliding rapidly from side to side, weighing her options, running each possibility against a dozen others. Years ago, Neptune longed for this prodigious ceremony. Now he looked on with nothing but impatience, only awaiting the next step, the next milestone. He managed only a cursory core workout this morning. He would need at least another 90 minutes of cardio and strength training today. Leg day. He lifted his right arm to glance again at the gleaming balm on his wrist, then rested it again onto Mercury's chilled palm. He felt there was something undeniably erotic about his dark nut-brown hand next to her caramel one. Juan Saba. Destiny Sams. And Anayeli Anayeli Santero. He'd been on track for a stack of student-athlete awards his whole educational career. Though only a capable student, he was a top-tier athlete. He'd been scouted by University of Michigan, Florida, North Carolina, even had some brief unpromising conversations with recruiters from Yale. He started in any sport he joined, football, golf, basketball, but it was his swimming that got him national attention. He took a hiatus from sports his senior year, which resulted in resentment and sometimes open aggression from the staff at South Donville High School. His swim coach, never soft-natured but usually controlled, had actually dropped the F-bomb when Neptune gathered the courage to tell him. This memory made him feel small. Unsurprisingly, he was slouching. He felt a ripple of embarrassment and sat up, bored straight, engaging his abdominals. Leslie Segura. Ronald Simons. Jeremiah Stevens. Osvaldo Talvet. Talvez. Snickers came from the sea of black robes as their principal, Mrs. Roy, butchered yet another name. She looked oblivious to her faux pas. Neptune assumed after decades of Hispanic students passing through the doors of SDHS, she had a choice to either learn to pronounce their names or make peace with the reality she never would. She chose the latter and committed to it unabashedly. She had personally pulled Neptune out of class at the beginning of the school year when she heard he would not be attending university after graduating. Her pleas bordered on desperation. She begged for an explanation, anything to make sense of his decision to throw away such a bright future. She begged him to reconsider, looking painfully aged. He felt pity for her. Mercury had instructed him to simply answer, I want to stay close to my family, which was the only justification he offered. Neptune had dreams of competing in the Olympics, but was willing to fall back on a job in finance, which had its own appeal. There was comfort in wealth, the finest variety of control. This was where the decision to forego his post-secondary education stemmed from. He felt safe with Mercury. He trusted her. She was a rock. Her hands had an unwavering control of the reins. The way she explained her plan, the way she painted their future together in Donville, 
made any other path seem hopeless and ill-advised. The closer he stayed to Mercury, the more controlled his life felt. Mercury had a plan, a plan that she would execute, execute without fail or rest, and he would be with her every step of the way. He did not know all the details, nor did he need to. As Mercury reminded him, he was not a big-picture kind of guy, and she wasn't wrong. He excelled at clear goals set in front of him. He could follow a task through twists and turns, ups and downs, to fruition. He was not easily deterred or distracted. He appreciated that Mercury provided these goals in a direct fashion, just as his coaches always had. She seldomly bounced ideas off of him, but when she did, he expanded with pride. Most recently, she talked of chain of command, management styles, and, oddly enough, prostitution, the latter of which made them both uncomfortable and was quickly tabled. Mercury depended on Neptune for the human angle on various topics. She would ask about classmates. Do you know, what do you think of, are they intelligent? Confident, competent, insecure. Mr. Reynolds, the French teacher, ducked his head into their row with his face distorted in its usual worried state. He hurried them out of their seats, waving and pointing frantically toward the line of students to the right of the stage. Neptune watched Mercury gather and pinch the end of her jet-black robe and felt the need to reach under her gown. He longed to spend more time inside of her, but she'd been very clear she found no joy in it and therefore the occasions they did get intimate were seldom and phlegmatic. Oscar Tanner Natalie Taylor Cerus Torres From the staircase on the right of the stage, they watched their fellow classmates cross for their diploma and a handshake, feeling neither joy nor hope, only obligation. They waited for Underwood and Uribe, inching closer to the V's. They'd been in one another's lives since middle school by alphabetical fortuity. Their lockers were never more than two away from each other. They commiserated and always waiting for the rest of the class. He had fawned over her openly for years. She responded with only cold indifference, which naturally only served to further stoke the fire. The day she asked him if he wanted to get a cup of coffee, his heart could have leaped out of his chest. It came without warning, and she even, uncharacteristically, flashed him a smile. He stammered a, yes, and then proceeded to tell anyone that would listen about the date, which he got scolded for at said date. With only a few students remaining in front of them in line, Mercury turned back and stared up into Neptune's eyes. Her tan face with sharp, strong features, her beautiful copper eyes, she asked, Would you want to move in together? His face felt hot. In a state of panic, the only response he could muster was, Yeah, yeah, yes. Well, I hope you enjoyed this chapter and this season of Good Clean Fun.
If you're eager to see what happens next, I will continue to post uh, chapters weekly on Amazon Kindle and Ladderpress. Links to both can be found on my website, travisetaylor.com. While you're there, uh, please feel free to sign up for my email list for special content. I send one out probably every two weeks and to keep up with me and what I'm doing. Um, If you like the story, do me a favor and leave a rating or a review. And most importantly, please tell a friend about it. I would like to thank Brian for coming in and instead of voicing a character, just uh, reading the whole chapter and just doing great timing and inflection, all that. He uh, (laughs) does a hell of a lot better than I do, and um, he's a good role model for me, that's for sure. Um, He's been my book buddy for a lot of years. Um, That's something that we've always connected over. He reads uh, just as much, if not uh, more, than I do. And as we talked about earlier with uh, him reading Great Expectations, um, as I've thought about this podcast and why I did it and what I was thinking and what I was planning and blah, 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 um, I definitely say that that Brian hopping on, and I want to say it was YouTube videos, right? We did them on the uh, library's Facebook page. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyways, just watching that every week, I'm like, you know, I could do that. And uh, and I really like that as a, a way to engage uh, readers. So I would say he's kind of the inspiration for this podcast, which is kind of cool. Um, but well, Brian, well, let me say here, too. Go ahead. Go ahead. Travis, the, the words flowed nicely. You got something really good here. It was, it's fluid. It's, it's good. It's good. People, people got to discover it. Thanks, Brian. I appreciate that. Um, And I'll give you your 20 bucks later. Um, So, Brian, I've been asking all of our guest readers, um, what are you reading right now? So I'll throw that question at you. Okay. Uh, Joyce Carol Oates, uh, American author. She wrote five books, which she calls her Gothic Saga. Um, They all take place in 19th century America. Uh, The one I'm reading right now is called Belle Fleur. It was the first one. Um, It's kind of like a family saga. Um, Good stuff. Real good stuff. Cool. Thanks for sharing. And uh, thank you for being here, Brian. Pleasure. Um, I would also like... Oh, you said 40 bucks, too, not 20. Oh, yeah, 40, 40. I apologize. Um, Is this thing on? Yeah. Uh, I would also like to thank uh, Danny Contreras, who's responsible, as always, for our music. Um, Ironically enough, uh, Brian sitting here is my wife's brother-in-law, and Danny Contreras is my wife's other brother-in-law um the three of us together married the wade triplets so a bit of a connection there for sure um and uh danny's a terribly talented musician as you've seen uh through this podcast um and he has a new band out right now that is called not without my muse um m-u-s-e and uh, i'm sure you can find that online um we got to see me and brian actually got to see him live a couple of days ago and uh uh, he's just super talented, and uh, the woman he's, he's pairing up with is equally talented, beautiful voices, and they're writing their own music, and it, it really is uh, uh, terribly uh, moving stuff, for sure. Um, I guess with that, I would like to lastly thank you for making the time to join me, and I hope to see you very soon. Goodbye. <laughs>